My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. Welcome to episode 315 on the Get Marie podcast. And of course, we are so excited to be here. Always. Speaking of excitement, did you tune into last week's episode? Because if you didn't, make sure you go and catch up on it. It's all about how to be more excited about life. And I really had fun during that episode. Yeah. Made me excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, like sometimes we'll be really like, what should we talk about? I'm like scratching my head being like, what the hell? Like who, who wants to listen to what? Like, I don't know. But then we get chatting and it ends up being so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, but we're not talking about that this week. We are talking about opportunity. And I think more so about when opportunities feel sparse. Yeah, like when (laughs) you when you feel like nothing is coming your way, there's no opportunities, Mm. you feel really like blah. You're stuck in a rut and then you also see like other people, like they'll come to you with great news. Oh, I got this opportunity. I got this. I got that. Like this person wants to work with me here. I got approached by this person. I mean, especially if you're kind of in your own business or like maybe you're focusing on creating something, uh, it might just be that you have an Instagram account or something. You have social media. And you're trying to grow that and share your message, share your brand, share your product, whatever it might be. And it kind of feels like nothing is going your way. Mm. I think you can also feel that also like in a job. Yes, true. There's like, you know, a promotion. I remember remember working in the government and there being – or actually not – I was like a contractor in the government, so I, I wasn't permanent yet. And there was always a thing about that in the government. I know. It was like, oh, you're a contractor. Well, I've got a permanent. And it was kind of always the goal to get a permanent, like an ongoing, because yeah. that was like way better. And I get, I understand why it's better because it's more stable yeah. in inverted commas. Uh, so when there would be like the jobs going for the ongoing and then when I would apply and then like I wouldn't get it even though – I was internal and someone else would get it. And it just felt like that went on for a long time for me when I was in the government. So if that's you as well, if there's like been promotional, promotion opportunities and you haven't got it, 
Like, we understand because we have been there. I mean, you yeah. had that too at your oh, yeah. um, convention center Yeah, job. well, in my first, like, full-time job, I remember I got that. Well, first I wanted sales assistant and then I got – I didn't get that job and I was really heartbroken mm. about that. But then they opened up another job, which was events assistant, and that job was actually more perfect for me as someone who had gone from banquets, like it made sense to then become go into the events team, not the sales team. But I remember my friend got the job and I was so upset. Like I was actually devastated. Uh, but then I got another better job, more suited for me, which yeah. I was really happy about. But, but then, remember, then I yeah. went for the promotion, the coordinator role. And Oh my, that was really bad too because my manager, my boss was away, so she didn't actually interview me, I don't think. And so the second in charge events, like the second boss, uh, she interviewed me and she didn't give me the bloody role. And then it was this big commotion because then the boss came home and was like, oh my gosh, Emma, I'm so sorry. Like I wanted you to get the job. I remember this so clearly, like she was really upset. Like she was very upset. I was upset yeah, you because were so she, because pretty much they told me that I was going to yeah. get it and it was shit. But in the end, it was fine because I got promoted later. And also, the person who got the job, I became really good friends with Marianne. Yeah, and like, I really like her. Oh my gosh, she's so fun. Her little girl is so cute. I see her on Instagram all the time. Yeah, it's so I bad. Dog. I never talk to her. Like, Marianne, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but. Oh my, it's so gross. And it's it's really hard. It's devastating when you're not internal. Like it's always hard when you don't get the job that you might want. But I think when you're internal, like if it's in the office and like obviously everyone knows you're going for it and then you don't get it and then everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Like, no, I'm not okay, but I don't want to cry here at the office. Of course, I probably did cry. I cry all the time. Yeah, that's so hard, isn't it? Because it is... Of course you're not okay. Of course you're disappointed. I really hate that, like, when you kind of feel like you can't be disappointed, like, that you don't want to act disappointed or sad that you didn't yeah. get something. I feel like that's – that we should be able to be disappointed. I, I think it's like a double whammy, isn't it? It's like, okay, I'm already disappointed and now I have to feel shame about feeling disappointed. Yeah. So it's like this a layer, a layer, a layer, and this is why we all mess ourselves up or, and get messed up from other things because we're, we're trying to bottle up our feelings. Yeah. But in the end it's like – of course we are hurt. Like I put all I could to get – like I put all my energy. I put my best foot forward. I put myself out there. Going for a job, a promotion is hard because you are putting yourself in that position where you could be rejected. Mm. Uh, and this is like – and of course, I mean, how many times were you nervous going into job interviews? All the time I think – me, naturally, I kind of think, oh, I'm not going to get it. And it's almost like the safe thing to do because it's like I won't be as disappointed. Mm. But then like deep down maybe you really did think you were going to get it, but you're just like saying that, oh, I don't want to – I'm not going to get it. Yeah, because you don't want to – you don't want to, again, feel the disappointment of not getting oh, it. Oh, my God. I, but but also let's just take a moment that like we have to put ourselves out there we have to put ourselves in the in the position where we might be rejected because that's the only place where we're going to kind of level up step up to the next role yeah I guess that's you know one of the things that we will probably talk about in the episode is 
going for the opportunities that you see. Because I think sometimes when we think opportunity isn't coming our way, mm. it, it could be there right in front of us. It's just that we're deciding not to reach out and take it or take a step toward it. And again, I think that is because we're afraid of it not going well or not being uh, of, of being rejected, of not being accepted into what you're going for. When in actual fact, imagine if it turned into the most amazing thing that ever could have been, but mm. it didn't happen because you decided to stay where you were. So I really think that when we're in these moments of life and I feel like there's ebbs and flows, I can clearly remember uh, beginning our business it felt like we were in some kind of magical flow of like, keep going, this is amazing, and things just kept coming up and popping up. And I think also there is a real thing called beginner's luck, mm. absolutely, when you're beginning something and it's mm. fresh and it's new. I, I totally think that stuff happens. Well, I mean, it's like that whole follow your bliss and opportunities will arise, mm. like like doors will open, yes. the whole Joseph Campbell philosophy. I, and I believe that. And, I mean, it's also like that saying like where you have like God's hand. It's mm. like you have this divine energy kind of like pushing you, nudging you along, and it feels more easeful and more magical because all of a sudden like what once felt hard, maybe life in general, becomes easier and more flowing. And I think this is when you know you're stepping towards like the right direction. And it's always important to take note of this, but it's always important to notice when you don't have that and that you have to be the one to make the first step. Like we would never have experienced that unless we had have quit the jobs. True. Because we were working on our stuff. But we weren't in that position of like, all right, we're going to sink or swim now. Like we have to, we have to take action. Like we took the first action, whatever it might have been. Like, and the first action might have just been announcing to the world that we quit on Facebook, and then like maybe that like switched in someone else's mind, and they said, oh look, those girls are doing it full time now. I can give them an opportunity. Yeah. So it's like we'll never know what it was that caused that chain reaction, but that's what it is. It's all a chain reaction, and I think sometimes. We look at other people and feel like the sun shines on them, the opportunities rain down on them, but it's something that they have done to get them there. And the unfair thing is, is like sometimes, okay, it's like the status you're born into, you know, like that, of course, opens up opportunities, but there's always opportunities. Wherever we are, we, we have to look for them a little bit harder sometimes. Mm. So what we're, what you're saying is... In order to be provided opportunity or to be kind of, uh, I guess, for an opportunity to pop up, which that does happen, we've all experienced that in some way or another, we ourselves have to be the first one to take some kind of action. It's like mm-hmm. a tiny step. It's like it's like a reach for the door handle that's, yeah. that's right in front of you. It's yeah. that initial turn of the door handle and that initial step through of that first door and then like, okay, here I am, now what? And that's often when the next opportunity comes. And it might – it's also the uh, call, take picking up the phone, mm. the Joseph Campbell call and – 
And sometimes that call can be confronting or scary or maybe it's too quiet and if you're not noticing, if you're not taking any notice of what's going on, you miss the call. So true. Um, but that usually is what the call, the first step is. It's a call. Yeah, it's a call and I mean in the documentary Finding, Finding Joe. Joe, they talk about how often the phone – you know, they don't pick it up. You don't pick up the phone. Like it's right there ringing in front of you, but you don't pick it up. And again, that is because it's scary. And it it can be, uh, when you think of worst case scenario, it can be something that holds you back from well, taking that call. Yeah. So I just want to make sure everyone knows what the call means. <laughs> like the call is a metaphor. For <laughs> no, it's a phone call. It's ringing. a phone call. It's an actual. Well, it could it's be. It's an actual phone. Yeah. Are you one of those people who don't pick up your phone? Yeah, that yes, could be an opportunity. Yeah, and that could be an opportunity. That's the truth, though. start picking up calls. I've been picking up calls lately and I'm like, I look at them and I silence them and I'm like, oh, who's that number? Pick it up. I mean, if as a telemarketer, I just hang up. I'm sorry. Say bye. Thank you. No, and that's true. I mean, recently, when was that? It would have been just over a year ago. Oh, we got a phone. I got mm. a phone call. Never usually pick up my phone. But funniest thing happened was this other person was actually in the room with me that I didn't want to have a conversation with and they started talking to me and then my phone started ringing so it was almost like this divine intervention of sorry I can't talk right now my phone's ringing and then I picked up the phone and then it was like a really amazing opportunity and I was like yeah this is so strange and it was like thankfully that person mm. was there I know because that made you pick up the call and you're like oh this is great like and it totally like who knows? Maybe that wouldn't have come into fruition if you didn't pick up that initial call. That's so crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, so picking up the call, and it could be that, you know, you have this inkling in you, I want to paint, I want to paint, I want to paint. That could be your call, this feeling. It could be a feeling inside. It could be a memory that keeps popping up. It could be a dream. It could be anything and everything. It could be – the call could be this hate for your current situation. The call could be someone you see at the coffee shop all the time and, like, then – you don't say hi to them, but you see them every day. Yeah, true. Like it could at the be same anything. Time. It's anything you take notice of and and maybe you ignore. <laughs> yeah, maybe stop ignoring that. But, yeah, so taking the call and then knowing that when we welcome in a difference of our actions, right, today we did something different, of course we go back to that ripple on effect. Like it's a chain reaction. It it creates another change and another change and another change. Yeah, it could be like handing out a business card or something. Yes. Or like receiving a business card. Yes. That could be another thing. It could be anything. Yeah. Definitely. I just wanted to make sure they knew it was a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't an actual literal phone call or like, cooey, like a call or something like that that you might hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what about in the moments in life where – you actually feel like there's no opportunity around you. Uh, yeah, I think this is when you need to do a bit more research because this is, uh, I think that's a lie we're telling ourselves. And it could be a self-sabotaging <laughs> lie. Yeah. It's a lie. I think it is, it though. Is. It is. It's not the truth. If you really dug deeper and said, is this the truth, your answer would be no because it's simply not. Uh, there's, there's opportunity 
everywhere. Yes, some people may be surrounded by more opportunity because, of course, where we where we live, who we are friends with, who we are associated with, all these things, our parents, uh, our childhood, all this impacts our opportunities. There's no denying that. Of course, like you grow up in a wealthy, wealthy place, you're you're meeting these people in these crazy jobs and you're going to this amazing school that costs $100,000 a year. I don't know if that's even true. I'm sure it is. Like you're associated with different people and we all know circles are important. Well, just look at Gossip Girl. Yes. Yes, look at Gossip Girl. So <laughs> look, at, look at Lance Arena and then look at Lonely Boy. Like this is like exactly the, yeah, the the thing that we're talking about. But I'm. But the thing is, where whatever circle we're in, we have to know that there's still opportunity. Yeah. And you know, your circle, whatever it might be, you might not think it's better than that circle, but it could be. Like we never know what they're going through. And like maybe you don't want to meet the high flying lawyers and whatever. I don't know what other jobs they had um, and corporates and. Uh, yeah, I don't know like, what else they did. I don't what did they do? They just had parties. Well, there was like time. a fashion, like well, I'm thinking about their parents, like fashion designers and and or like uh, developers, uh, stocks, like property developers, and yeah, like stocks. A lot of corruption. Where uh, very it was, it was very very exciting. Uh, uh, and then also, the, but then you compare that to uh, Rufus, like their dad, like Lonely Boy and what's yes. his name? Dan. Dan and Jenny's dad. Like he had a great life. He was like an artist and they had a really cool loft in Brooklyn. Like how on earth did they afford that? Yeah, that but- was huge. Uh- <laughs> but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Again, like people would have looked at that circle and been like, that's so epic. Yeah. So I think it's really important to always remember like gratitude right like we have to be grateful for where we are and you know like sometimes we might look at other people that we know and be like wow like imagine growing up and then being handed that opportunity as in like cash funds like imagine (laughs) like (laughs) imagine like you've grown up and you just know like you have something to fall back on you have parents or family members or whatever to just be like catch you it's all right if you fail like I think wow like that would be a nice feeling but also maybe that's crap because like you never you just like you have this disregard for money almost and you also I mean we also have to be in those moments in our life when we have those conversations it's always like but of course like things wouldn't be exactly as they are right now which is amazing if that had been different but I do think it's interesting uh to to think about that but another thing that I think comes from not having that is grit yeah and persistence and resilience and I think that I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't no, trade it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, I'm I know not, it's I'm not, not. I, I think it's not. a great thing where what we've had. But yeah. I, sometimes we'll just like laugh about it because yeah. it's like, especially those times when it's like you're running out of money or like you've made these decisions and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have nothing to fall back on. Like this is yes. it. Like I, it ends, it begins and ends with us. Mm. Uh, like sometimes having that safety net must be a nice feeling <laughs> must be that back to uh gossip girl though because the other the story about that is like you know dan and jenny did make their way into those circles but like they didn't they yeah like she got invited to the parties but she was never she never felt like she fitted in so no. i always think that's interesting as well like i guess 
I mean, and then also then we talk about fitting in. Like, is fitting in what you want? Like, no, yeah, not I really. Think, I think actually that whole point is kind of like, like, why do you even want to be in there? Mm-hmm. And this is more like, I guess, like we're talking about opportunities. Like, we're thinking about like personal goals. And yeah, I guess she wanted, they wanted the personal status level up. Uh, but, you know, for you and I, like, we, we don't give a damn. About, I don't give a damn about status at all. Yeah. I mean, of course, lots of people do still. And sometimes I forget that people really care about that. I don't care at all. Absolutely no care. I care about what we are creating and what we're working on and how it's impacting people. Mm-hmm. I think getting an opportunity where another person or company you know, sees something magic in what you're doing, like that's the opportunities that we enjoy getting, right, where someone's like, oh, my gosh, I love what you're doing. Like like my people would love mm-hmm. this. How can I share it? Like what can I do? Uh, like that's really cool. Yeah. I mean I can think back to the opportunities that we have, I'm going to say created, because most of the time I'm trying to think of like the big things that were like really exciting we actually were the first to reach out. Yeah, I think usually most of the time, were we? Yeah. So I think that this is a really important part of this episode. Yeah, wow. If you're not taking action but you're thinking, I, re- I get no opportunity, nothing comes my way, that's on you. Like yeah. it's time to, to get up, to do a bit of research, a bit of Googling and bloody Call someone up or email them, cold email. I don't care. Do anything. Message them on Facebook. I can think of like really big things. Like, for example, when we got sponsorship to go to New York, that was all us. We we reached out, cold emailed companies and asked them to sponsor us. Anytime we've had um, media initially, it was us reaching out to the media and then we were really lucky to – then make friends with Jill yeah, yeah. from the camera time. So Jill was that was I mean that is handy. If you know someone in the media, <laughs> go you. But yeah. um that was really handy because she would kind of find us stories and like yeah. come to us for comment. Uh so that was really good. Again, right, she was in the media yeah, as yeah. well. So that was really handy knowing a friend. But initially when we didn't know anybody, it was always us going to them with a story. Yeah. So I think like that's the lesson, isn't it? That when you're feeling like there's no opportunities, take action, mm-hmm. like do something, uh, approach someone, ask for help. Tell your friend or something. T- yes, I think that's a really big one. Like t- are you telling your friends, are you telling your immediate friends about what you want, what you want to create, what goal you want to achieve? Because sometimes it's like we keep it to ourselves and think like, oh, like I'm stuck, like there's nothing coming my way. I think also it's important to research the environment. I mean, like, yeah, we'll do like a SWOT analysis. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but take note of the, I guess, the situation you're in. Maybe we're talking career and goals and and business. Like what industry are you in? Do research. Like look at uh, what's coming. What's How is technology impacting your industry? How can you be at the forefront? How can you be an expert in a new area? Like I think that's a great place to look at your knowledge base. Like how can you be that that expert that people need help uh, in their companies or like they lean on you for the, for the knowledge sharing kind of thing? So I think, you know, that's a great place to, 
to create new opportunities, it's it's learning. Mm. Like learn something new. Yeah, that's so true. And I think because, you know, if you're trying to be an expert in something that might already have a lot of experts, yes, yeah, it can be really market. hard Yeah, when it's saturated market. And I'll use it, um, <laughs> yoga as an example. Uh, it can be difficult to stand out in that sense in, in being an, a yoga expert. And that's why like – we don't when we don't really go for that when no. we're trying to tell our story. That's that's not the the key point of difference when we're talking about what we do. The, the point of difference is like it's a different way of moving um, rather than trying to lose weight and to uh, I guess m- create a quick fix like most fitness programs. Ours is about celebrating your body and accepting your body, and that's our difference. But I think that is a really great idea. What's coming? Because you could start learning about it now before other people and therefore be more of an expert than others. And I want to give an example of us because I think this is a bloody funny story. We got into NFTs, what, August 31, 2021? Okay, so we delve deep. We researched. We followed lots of people on Twitter. We had fun. We bought some. It was cool. In the communities, we got we got involved with it. And now we've been interviewed on a podcast about NFTs. And I think what that's August, September, October, November. It's four months of learning about a new thing that we had no idea about before in August. And now being interviewed about it as, in inverted commas, not an expert, but someone who's experienced it. Yes. You know, we're part of it. And I think this is another important thing. You don't have to be the one who knows everything. No. But you have personal experience and story which you can share. Yes. And so never think that you have to know everything. Well, you can't ever know everything because this stuff is changing all the time, especially in something like the bloody NFT world. That's funny, right? Emerging technologies. <laughs> it is funny and it's exciting. And I think what we did a really great job of within, you know, that whole the last few months is we followed our interests. We followed what was lighting us up and our excitement. Something I think a lot of people do and don't do is like they might ignore their excitement. Oh, this really makes me happy and excited. I'm going to dedicate one minute to it a day. Like, hello, that's why there's no opportunities coming our way because you're focusing the rest of the minutes on, okay, maybe you need to focus on your job that pays the bills. Of course you do. But then what are you doing in that other outside time? How can you increase those minutes, those moments, those hours of time dedicated on the thing that lights you up, the exciting thing? Um, because I do, I really believe that opportunities will come to us when we're doing the work that we're truly meant to be doing at the time. And I think it's a big thing, not the work you're meant to be doing for in your life because this is going to change and evolve. But right now, this might be the work you're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Are you dedicating enough time to it? Yeah, I think that that makes so much sense. And when you dedicate time to it, it means that you are putting yourself in situations where you'll be uh, talking to different people, talking to people who are also interested in the same thing, who then might be able to introduce you to somebody else who's part of a project that they might need someone with your expertise in. Exactly. And then you become involved in it. Again, it's all a big flow-on effect. You never actually know where it might lead you. Yeah. Like saying yes to something. You don't yeah, know where yeah. it leads you. And I think, you know, putting that energy out there, that yes energy, that I can do it energy, that's that's good. That's helpful. I mean, you can't say yes to everything because then you end up having no time at all and you have to turn away other good opportunities because you're too overbooked. 
But I think that kind of like decision and, you know, you can say that and think that right now. I'm going to start saying yes to more things. I'm going to be more open. I'm going to be more uh, receptive. And you'll find that when you feel this way and call it manifestation, call it whatever, I don't know. Call it you're saying yes. Yeah, it's just whatever. But I do find that, you know, when you put this energy out there and when you make this decision, you set this intention, it does start working. You will receive opportunities and stuff just keeps flowing. And, I mean, we've experienced this up and down our whole business journey. And literally, like I know, like when we started saying no and we said we have to start saying no, it's like that's when the opportunities dry up and it's like, wow, like, yeah, that's interesting. And it was good. We had a break. We took like went inwards, which we all need to do. And then we were like, all right, we're ready for opportunities. And then that's when they come. Mm. Uh, it's it's fascinating and it's fun. Yeah. It is, isn't it? So I think if you're in this moment of a bit blah, a bit like, oh, poor me, like I'm, I haven't received anything lately, I think it's time to take a step back, have a little brainstorm of mm. like what action can you take right now? What are five action steps you can take? Who can you email? Who can you call? What event can you go to? Yeah. Uh, what podcast can you listen to? And then yeah. who can you – Instagram message from that podcast to say, I really loved this. Yeah, I think it's really important when, I mean, because we feel this too all the time still, even now after nearly nine years in business and like trying to connect with people and trying to receive opportunities. That's like almost a third of my life. Jeez, wow. That's crazy. But what I was going to say is, we feel that sense of dried up and like there's no opportunities. And I think this is a good reminder to us all like to keep taking those little action steps, keep trying new things, like reach out to different people. Don't think because it was a no last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. Don't think it's a no this year. Keep going. I think sometimes it can be really hard when you keep getting no's, 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 not, not like not for you. That's really hard. Of course, you don't want to go for the next one because you feel rejected. But we must keep going. We must stay resilient. We must persist. We must uh, take that next step because that could be it. That could be the yes. That could be the opportunity. So true. Mm. Well, this was fun. I feel inspired to like go and like, like put ourselves out there. What should we do? Take? Because <laughs> I'm ready to create some opportunity. And that's what it is. It's creating the opportunity. And uh, you know what? This is the most exciting realization of this episode. We don't have to wait for it. Yes. We are the creators of it. Oh, my. It's the whole idea of action creates motivation. Action also creates opportunity. So just take an action step, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It might not be the right one first, but then try again, try again, try again. Exactly. This is where the lesson of persistence just is like your best friend here. And you have to just keep going because without a doubt, it might be a month, it might be two, it might be a year. You will get a yes. Mm -hmm. You will. You will find the opportunities. They will find you. Mm -hmm. Ah, so fun. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, if you go and take some action after this episode, if you're feeling like this bit of like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, what should I do? And you actually go and do something. We would love to hear from you. We want a message from you, a voice message, a photo. I don't care. Send us something. But also like, if you're feeling that sense, take an action now. Don't wait. Because sometimes we might 
you know, feel this sense of excitement and like, yeah, motivation. I'll do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's gone tomorrow. So if you're feeling that right now, go and do it now. Yes. Oh my, I don't know how many times I've felt that of like the, the day before. I know. And I'm like, it's like 8 p.m. and I feel so excited about the next day and I've got all this stuff that I want to do. And then I wake up and I'm like, yeah, no gone we should um you know when we feel that whenever we feel that we should make a rule that we're going to take an action step yeah like do something different old rule out new rule in okay love it <laughs> cool this is exciting all right everyone we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode bye My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.